Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Health Disparities Podcast, conversations about health disparities with people who are working to eliminate them across the country and with passion. I am Dr. Bonnie Simpson-Mason, your host, and this week we are recording our conversations at the National Harbor in Maryland, where we are enjoying a program of speakers and workshops at the annual Movement is Life conference. Over the last year, Movement is Life has been running a series of grassroots health programs called Operation Change in both rural and urban settings nationwide. We are delighted to have leaders from these programs here with us at the caucus to share their experiences with us for the podcast. So today we are welcoming from San Diego, Miriam Rodriguez, welcome. We are excited to hear about the Operation Change program uh, that you were in charge of uh, in San Diego. Can you say Operation Change for us in Spanish? Operación Cambio. Operación. 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 Cambio. Cambio, okay, Mm -hmm. perfect. I won't repeat that, but (laughs) I'll let you say it. So um, what was your role in Operation Change in San Diego? What did you do you know, with, within the realm of the program? So I'm the coordinator, and I am in charge of making sure I had a good team, which is the motivational interviewers, and then also um, recruit the participants who are in our program. So we kind of started from zero, so we had no... Uh, we didn't have resources, we didn't have participants, so we just had to see, you know, what is it that our community needs and where is this community that we're looking for, which is a Hispanic Latino community, 45 to 70 year old women. Okay, so then, so for our listeners who may not know, in your own words, what is Operation Change? Operation Change is a program to empower women who are minorities. And, you know, we don't like to say minorities, but right. um, the people who don't get as much help or resources as others in our community and mm-hmm. people who obviously, um, English isn't their first language, so okay. it makes it way more difficult to find help. Even though we live in San Diego, which is a pretty um, large Hispanic, you know, community close to Mexico, we definitely still are not there yet where they can go and find help. So this program was brought to us. And... Um, I know you're going to talk about it, but the highlight of our program is that it's, on, it's all in Spanish. And first, they were trying to figure out if we wanted to do a bilingual program. But honestly, I was like, no, it's not going to work because we can't expect them to understand English, you know, sometimes and then bring Spanish. If we're going to do this, we have to do it right. We have to give them those Spanish resources 100% so they can actually get the most out of this program. Absolutely. So how long did the San Diego program, Operation Change program run for how many weeks? So we are meeting for 18 weeks. We are already at the 11th week, which is pretty crazy. (laughs) And you have how many uh, enrollees in the program? We have a group of 22 women. Okay. Yeah, and our attrition has been really well so far. Um, they've definitely been coming often because they found that this is a safe place. And like I said, it's all about empowerment. And they tell us every day, every weekend they come, they're like, oh, I'm so sad. This thing's already almost over. Can we just keep coming? And so you actually see, you know, those changes in their <clears throat> mental and physical health, even though we're not pushing for the, you know, physical. We just kind of give them the resources and what they do with it is, you know, what they want to do. Well, let's look at that a little bit closer. So again, for our listeners who may not know, when uh, your uh, enrollees come to Operation Change, I know that there's a essentially a comprehensive approach that we take to supporting uh, the ladies when they come in, but tell us about the components 
of the Operation Change program because it's pretty unique. Mm -hmm. So it's not just an exercise program. No, no, no. So there's uh, three components. So the first hour, we work on uh, presentations. So we have different community health workers who come in and talk to us about different topics. And we actually have five um, modules that we follow. The first one is going to be uh, mental health, okay. going into social support, and then nutrition, and then community health workers, and then resources. So for our community, I was really um, worried at first when they're like, oh, the first thing you have to talk about is mental health. And I'm like, how is that possible? <laughs> I was like, I I was be like first, uh, best first subject, right? Yeah. Might not be. Mm -hmm. I was like, the Hispanic Latino community, we don't talk about our feelings. We don't, you know, mm -hmm. express ourselves. Our mothers don't tell us, I love you, sweetie. You know, like it's different. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, how are we going to, bring them in and expect them to share their feelings when if they go to therapy they're crazy you know that's our idea that's our um it's a taboo su subject so how do we expect them to come in here and be like oh i'm gonna learn about mental health like you know so i was really worried about it at first but honestly it's such a great format that they have because once you get them to understand that mental health is important because when you're looking at that um side of your health you learn that you know, that it, that's the biggest part to show them that they matter, that their health matters. So when they start understanding like, hey, you know what, I am there for my family, but are they there for me? Am I important? I'm not. So now I have to start putting myself first sure. and I have to come every Saturday. I have to make this commitment for myself because we teach them that. How are you going to take care of your family if you don't take care of yourself? Exactly. And they always put themselves last. Yes. You know, it's what my family wants to eat tonight. It's not about me. It's about what my husband likes. He doesn't want a salad. Why am I going to give him a salad? He's not going to eat that. He's not. He's going to tell, look down on me like, what is this? And that's what a lot of them share with us. Like, okay. what do you mean? Yeah, so it's really interesting. So it sounds like from um, a cultural perspective, so, so I know for a fact that Operation Change has taken place in several other cities across the country. This is the first year that it's, being held in San Diego, mm -hmm. correct? Correct. So then there are some challenges around creating a culturally competent and sensitive program. Mm -hmm. So I've already heard one thing you said about, you know, translating, no, not translating, um, communicating the importance of mental health in a community where mental health was a taboo subject. Mm -hmm. So how did you do that successfully and do so in Spanish, so you, you elected to do the entire program in Spanish. Mm -hmm. So did you have a mental health professional come in who who spoke Spanish? Like, how did you all actually make that happen? Yeah, we had really good uh, professionals who came in. For mental health specifically, we had two different speakers. Um, they were both, uh, so one of them is actually a family therapist and then the other person actually works for uh, Jewish Family Services, and he was a Spanish speaker, which was kind of crazy. I was like, okay, that's interesting. But they <laughs> loved him. I don't know if it's because he was a male or what it was, but then we, we were talking about this as MIs with my team, and I was, we were like, why is it that they like him so much? We're like, you know what? Maybe it's nice hearing it from a male perspective because now they understand that maybe men do care about how they feel. You know, and I was worried at first. I was really worried. I was like, what if they, uh, this guy comes in, he, you know, looks young and they're going to be like, what is this guy going to come teach me, you know? But no, it was really effective. Wonderful. They definitely were interested and they're always like, bring him back. His name is, <laughs> yeah, his name is Fernando Parra. He was a really great uh, speaker. So, um, so there's the presentation component. That's the first part of mm -hmm. the program on Saturdays. Then what's the next 
component? Um, the next component is movement. Okay. So we spend an hour, but technically we don't spend an hour. We spend like 30 to 45 minutes because like we've sh um, shared before, this this group of women, they don't really exercise. They're not, they're not active in general. Like if they're active, they're gonna go to work or they're cleaning the house, like that's enough. Like I did my work, you know, I cleaned the house. Like I moved all day, like that's fine. But they need to, I think the aspect that they're missing out on is their, their mental health because it all ties in together. If mm -hmm. I'm working out, my mind's not gonna be focused on what's going on and I'm learning something new. Like it feels good and like all, it's an all over, new thing that they learn so we bring in instructors and we are located at the john croc center san diego so it's really nice we have a great facility we have a pool we have a gymnasium and we're able to use the instructors there and also bring equipment for example we did a circuit training one day oh. and it was it was crazy because we're like <laughs> like we're these ladies have never used no weights they've never used you know like this is on you to them so but once they see you doing it and first they're all like embarrassed but then they start laughing because they see that they're all doing it together like they're using the rope and they're like this is so much fun and you know it's such a great experience and the fitness instructors at the croc center are awesome as well and one of them doesn't um the one who's been working really close with me his name is phil he actually doesn't speak spanish but together we kind of made it work okay so okay. we kind of just like explain each section like oh this is this this is this and it's all about visual really exercise is all about visuals so if you show them what they need to do they'll they'll do it so you're really exposing them to a oh, whole yeah. other opportunity something else to think about i can actually exercise um is different from laboring Mm -hmm. Right from doing the actual mm -hmm. work that you're doing, where you may be moving, but exercising, we're getting our cardiac rate up. Yeah, right. And there's some real, real physiological benefits to that. Right, but we we also have to remind them that any any movement is great. Yeah. Okay. So we're, we we put a chair out for them, and we say, sit down, get up, sit down, get up. That's moving. Right. That's something right, new. Right, to, right. That's something new to them. They're like, you know what? I didn't think about that. That's mm -hmm. right. But we teach them to do it right, so they don't hurt themselves, which makes a big difference. Where they can actually be like, this is movement. Oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I, I love. It sounds like there are a lot of aha moments, which is the best oh, part yes. about Operation Change, because you see uh, people's mindsets shift, and you, but you see it, right? And so that's when we know we're being a bit of. Um, benefit in partnering yeah. with with our with our team members. Um, so then, what's the third component? So there's the presentation, there's the movement component, and then what's the third component? So the third component is motivational interviewing, which is the big, mm -hmm. the key part of this program. At first, this was all new to us, so uh, my team went through uh, motivational interviewing with Movement is Life. They brought over a team and they trained us Friday and Saturday. And what it is is just kind of guiding these women to make a change without telling them what to do which is kind of difficult it sounds easy but if you're talking to a friend you're like oh yeah you should do this you should do that it's easy to tell them what to do but the hard part is listening to them and hearing them say well i eat a soda i mean i drink a soda a day but yeah that's normal like you want to be like no don't do that you should not do that but you can't do that you'll say how does that make you feel sure you know let them figure it out let them understand why they shouldn't do it or what they should change like how do you how does that make you feel oh well um, I feel kind of lousy sometimes. Oh, what do you think you can do different? You know, what there are you your go. other options? There you go. You know, yeah. and you also try to figure out like, mm -hmm. oh, what's stopping you? Oh, I don't have money. Okay, well, how about you just drink, start drinking water? You know, just different things to help them realize that, you know what, I can make this change and it's up to me.
Mm, and how did how did your enrollees receive that? I mean, how did they like the motivational interviewing? Because that's that's a lot of self reflection yeah. and accountability. Oh, they love it. They're like, give me homework. They come up to me sometimes, and they don't want to say it in front of their groups because you know they don't want to be that person. But they'll be like, hey, Miriam, um, can you tell them to give us homework? Because I'll do it if you tell me to do it. Oh, wow. So I'm like, okay, I'll wow. talk to them. Or, or they love worksheets, like just a simple handout. I made a handout for them one day about uh, self care, and I just I did it in Spanish, and I did it very, I did it very. Um, how would you say, very casual. So it's not a formal sheet, it's something like, get rid of get rid of negative people in your life, even if it's your cousin. And it sounds funny <laughs> in Spanish, you know what I mean? So they they're, they're, it relates to them and they take it in, you know, easier and they're like, you know what, that's true, yeah, my cousin bothers me every day, she calls me like, let me just cut her off for a little bit and let me get peace of mind for myself. There we go. So I don't there have to carry this baggage of someone else's, you know, negative things going on in their life. Yeah, oh, that's pretty great. Well, it sounds like you all are making a wonderful impact <clears throat> there in San Diego. Um, is there a particular story of, uh, of one of your participants who's, where you've seen a real transformation or something they may have shared with you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, the interesting thing about this program is that my mom fit into this target population and I was like, wow. what's a better way to, you know, help the community than helping starting at home? There you know? you so I actually, you know, I asked my mom to come. She's like, I don't want to. Why, why do you want me to go to this? I don't want to go to it. That's embarrassing that, you know, they're going to know your mom. And just, just kind of, that's how Hispanic moms are. They're very, like, they love you, but they, they try to act like, you know, that little distance. But, yeah, she's definitely been really helpful to me personally. Um, I get to experience everything firsthand. So I have actually changed a lot of my perspectives. Um, I'll go visit home. And I'll see, you know, the pressure on my mom, the, the family, what they need and what they want. And I'm seeing her also making changes as in like, my brother's be like, oh, I need this, I need that. She's like, okay, well, I don't have time for that right now. Or, you know, like, oh, I want this for dinner. Like, okay, well, you figure it out, you know? Or like those pressures of, oh, your dad, my dad is, um, I guess he has high cholesterol now. And then uh, they're on him like, oh, you need a healthier mom. Why aren't you cooking healthy for him? Why aren't you doing this? She's like, I'm doing the best I can. And it is up to your dad to figure that out. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I, I get to see her build, you know, um, I see her empowered as well. And yeah. then I see her come also and like have fun, move around. Um, just yesterday, she FaceTimes me and she's in a Zumba class. She's like, look at me, <laughs> you know? So it's really nice. And um, yeah, definitely like we see each other and I know she really enjoys it. And it's just a heartwarming feeling. Oh, seeing her transform for the positive, yeah. right? Like you said, being empowered. And what does she think about it being an all-women's program? She um, likes it. Mm -hmm. She definitely likes it. Uh, she likes that um, it's an open space, especially for when we have presentations. She's um, she's very, talk not very talkative, but if she has a question, she's going to ask it. And, you know, it's, it's nice to see. Uh, she's not afraid either, you know, to learn more. Um, one day we were doing pickleball. I don't know if you've ever heard of pickleball. Okay. No. It's kind of like tennis, but low intensity okay. with like a heavier ball. So it's like you're not moving as hard. Sure. sure. And it's it's a really great a sport that they do at the Croc Center. We had some um, volunteers who helped out. And um, so we have one lady who has a prosthesis. Yes, uh, prosthetic leg. Sorry, a prosthetic leg. And she, you know, at first I saw her sitting down and I was like, 
hmm, like, you know, I understand, like, you know, you might be a little shy, you don't want to, like, try something new because you don't know what's going to happen. Especially if, you, if you're not used to moving, you're like, oh, I can't do that. And I heard her, she said, oh, I can't do that. And I'm like, look over, and I'm like, I walk over there, I'm like, hey, what are you doing? And then she's like, oh, I'm just, I'm just going to watch, it's fine. I'm like, no, 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 get up, come on. I got her up, and I sent her to the line where I know that it wasn't too much movement, because she sure. was worried about it falling off. If she moves too much to the right, it's going to fall off. Right. And, you know, she might be embarrassed, or, you know, sure. she doesn't want to deal with that problem. So what she, she gets up, and she gets in line, and I can see her, she's a little nervous. But she gets to the front, so now she hits that ball, she's like, okay, and she keeps going, oh. and she goes back in line, goes again, goes back in line. Wow. And just little things like that, and I always uh, tell my MIs, like, we, that's like our biggest thing we do if we're ever working out, and we see someone sitting down, I'd be like, hey, go over there, go get her up, go tell her to do this. Or if someone sits out, and they're just sitting in the chair, well, one of my MIs will go sit next to them and just, like, move your arms, copy me, you know, just... So they can move because sometimes they think they can't or I feel like other times like they might be embarrassed because, sure. you know, they might be bigger than other people. But it's all about building that safe environment and including everyone. That's right. Mm -hmm. That inclusion and, and equity. So I'm here right. you're creating an equitable mm -hmm. space that's safe because you're giving people what they need, even if it's different from Correct. what someone else's needs. needs. But you're meeting them where they are. Mm -hmm. So that's huge. So I think I'll just I'll just wrap up with uh, you, Miriam, um, letting our listeners know maybe what or how would you encourage them to maybe even start an operation change in their environment? Because this is new for you all. Mm -hmm. So what would you say to other people who say, you know what, maybe we could start an operation change? So we always talk about this, like you lead by example. So right now we're leading and we're an example for them. And we, we're telling them like, you know what, this is going to end soon. But now that you all have been through this and you see how empowering it is and you see how fun it is, it's your job to now go out into the community and find you know, somewhere else where you can do this. Or even with friends, friends that live close to your family, relatives, you can do it in your house. You guys can go walk around, come back, talk a little bit, sure. discuss about what's going on in life. All they need is someone to hear them out and someone to push them to keep working out. And also, if anybody else wants to do it out there who's like a community health worker, find a church, find a community center, just get people together. And the biggest part is recruitment. If you know your community, you're going to know where to find the people who need this. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for sharing your nuggets and pearls with us today. It sounds like of anyone in our listening audience wants to start an operation change program, especially in Spanish, that they need to come and talk to you. Mm -hmm. It sounds like you were <laughs> successful in creating a culturally competent and sensitive program, especially, you know, it sounds like some of the key issues were um, being able to communicate the importance of mental health, self-care, that sounds like it was huge, mm -hmm. and um, providing them with additional support and homework, which they really, really uh, seem to be drawn to through the motivational interviewing. So congratulations on a wonderful program. Thank you so much. I hope other people out there can start this in their community because it's going to make a huge difference if they do. Well, if anyone inquires, we're going to certainly send them to you. Alrighty. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. And we'd like to thank our listeners for joining another Health Disparities podcast episode. Join us again at movementislifecaucus.com. Or you can subscribe to the podcast at iTunes, Google, Spotify, and Stitcher. Our new episodes post every two weeks. So look out for our special series featuring other thought leaders from our partner organizations who are working to end healthcare disparities with purpose and passion. Thank you so much. Thank you.